Hey everyone, thank you for joining us on the Fashionless Talk Podcast. I am your host, Sharonda, and today's episode, we will be featuring some amazing artists. Two are the co-founders of The Black Library, and The Black Library is located in Monticello, New York, where you can just be inspired by so much art. So it was such a beautiful opportunity that these two gentlemen created such an amazing space for artists, photographers, you know, just a community to come out and be able to feel free in their creative mind and zone. And just to really sit down with these guys and learn that fashion was what sparked their bond and friendship was so empowering to hear. But it was so much more the music that inspires their art and photography. I think you guys are going to love this one. So please sit back, listen, and enjoy. And thank you for joining us, as always, on Fashion Let's Talk Podcast. Okay, we are here at Fashion Let's Talk Podcast. I am your host, Sharonda. And this is going to be a very exciting podcast for me. Because this is an honor to be sitting here with the co-founders and owners of the Black Library in NYC. Can you introduce yourself to our audience, please? Uh, my name is Michael Davis. And my name is Douglas Schindler. And you are the founders of the Black Library. And also, true official professional artists. That is your craft. Um, if you can explain to our audience, what is your art? Define your artistic craft, your professionalism. So, excuse me. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm a you know painter first, probably. I would say painter, photographer, uh, designer. Um, primarily book designer when I say designer. Um, but I do have a degree in graphic design as well as a degree in painting and drawing and photography. Nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I primarily uh, paint and uh, paint and, and do a lot of photo work, um, primarily event photography um, for work. But in terms of, you know, uh, photography as art it's more so uh you know photos about life and community and and things of that nature and then my painting work kind of uh coincides with the with the photo work that I do a little bit um uh, a lot about um violence street life um community um and things that you normally would kind of only get a, a hint of in movies and music um, and, and, you know, uh, also primarily dealing with, you know, uh, like the, the black side, like, um, black people in those, those types of situations and circumstances. Um, so yeah. I love that you celebrate your culture. You highlight it with your art and your art has so much substance behind it. And same thing with you. Tell us about your art, your craft. Um, I'm going to 
describe it far less interesting than DJ just did. <laughs> uh, I'm a photographer, um, photo retoucher, and uh, designer, graphic designer mainly. Um, but nice. yeah, that's kind of what my specialties are. Videography as well. Now you say you do events, but you also do interior yeah. photography. Yeah, um, mainly portraiture and uh, like lifestyle portraiture and interior design photography, kind of what I do. Nice. So with art, photography, um, pictures that you actually draw, like create, how did the Black Library come into place? Like it's, it's book, I call it the, well, the Vatican here, because I feel like, you know, how the Vatican withhold information the knowledge from different cultures or and i feel like that's what y'all have not only because you have the vote here but y'all have so much black culture literature that's being featured here and y'all celebrate our culture so how did that start with y'all being artists like walking to the literature area yeah well i mean um it kind of came to be uh you know I guess uh, in in recent years it came to be that uh, while I had my painting studio in in Hurleyville, painting and photo studio in Hurleyville, I had started to you know collect a lot of um, black literature specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Mike had came by and he'd seen all the books that I was collecting, and that kind of sparked a conversation, um, which then led to the idea of the Black Library. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I had used, a, like, literature and literature podcasts, um, audiobooks to kind of uh, inform my uh, my painting work specifically. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of like how literature comes into play with art. And I feel like that's the case with a lot of artists, really, is like, uh, you know, literature and education, just like learning in general, yeah. uh, in, informs the way that they make art and the way that they, you know, will think about concepts for their creations so um yeah nice so how did y'all meet i know but i want the audience (laughs) because i done stalked y'all enough but (laughs) how how did y'all meet how did y'all connect as far as artists and friends y'all grew up here in monticello right yeah um dj uh kind of spent time in a couple of other places um, we we met in college uh, at SUNY Sullivan. We were both in the design program. Nice. Um, I was formerly a student of that design program in the previous class um, a year prior and um, had flunked out of school due to some discrepancies with um, with a professor. We allowed to curse. You are okay. I was just feel free. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to. I just wanted to. Yeah. I just wanted to. I just wanted to get that. Uh, anyways, we're not even gonna backtrack. I'm not gonna do that to but, no, um, we like the story. We no, no, yeah. Story. You know, it's, it, we had a discrepancy with uh, a, a professor. Um, actually, my design professor at the time. Uh, he was the chair, the head of the department, right. and um, he he took a disliking to me for whatever reason. Or was another. it hate or? I don't really know. I, I still don't like. I was so confused about that like <laughs> dynamic. Like I still don't know what I did to that man in a past life um, for him to hate such a stranger. And I don't know. It was just 
You know, sometimes people see your blessings before you do. I, I guess, you know. You know what um, I mean? Yeah, he lined me up for a different type of success. He doesn't know it. I'm sure he'd be <laughs> mad if he found out. But, Big uh, man. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we uh, I ended up flunking out um, due to uh, really late. I was late to class too many times. And I lost my financial aid because of that. And, um... I actually reapplied for my financial aid through, like, a loophole. If anybody uh, loses financial aid due to bad grades or whatever have you or, you know, late, um, holla at me. Hit me up. I can get you back in school. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> um, yeah, I can, I, can, I, can get you, I can get you financial aid back through a loophole for sure. It's only going to take, like, $80 in eight hours. Um, <laughs> uh, I like to see all this at the Black Lobby. Um, Black Mom. And it's not none of, none of that money's going to me. I'm, that's just the service that you're going to have to do in the order process. to get it back. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, anyways, I got my financial aid back and went back to school in 2013, 14, whenever we 14, I think 14. Right. Um, and uh, DJ was the only um, kid that actually like wore cool sneakers and dressed like me so like, <laughs> so like I, I ended up uh we ended up you know having conversations based on that turns out like you know he's from here and his family is close to my family and all sorts of really? stuff yeah, it's, it's, it's cool nice can i ask since you spoke about fashion this is fashion let's talk podcast what was the sneakers that did it for you what was the style of so sneaker? i'm about to really like you know unload some game and Gang. understand like you know you kids don't you, you whippersnappers don't get it man look, <laughs> please let them know you don't get it, you don't get it man. we created this look, dunk highs oh dunk highs whether they were a cross collaboration sbs or not was something that was a moment probably before you know y'all was probably still in elementary school mm-hmm. when when the dunk highs was really a thing you know so there's not a lot of appreciation for that these days it's starting to come back a little bit the lows got a whole bunch of appreciation and um they they hyped those after what travis scott did to them but i thought it was super <laughs> weird because the lows were never lit when i was a kid like they had good colorways but nobody was jumping out the, the gym for them so um yeah dunk highs he had he had a couple of uh, dunks that was like you know like what do you know about those kind of thing young man Uh-oh. And, uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was uh you know it kind of started from there so. yeah i mean it's funny too because i literally uh before i could afford any shoes i would just sit there and like in my study halls in high school and whatnot like i would just sit there and like study shoes like See? The same way I study rap now is how I would study shoes. So I'm like, okay, 2006, wow. they released all these. 2007, they released all these. And, like, I would just, that's all I would sit there and do. Um, Y'all which... official sneakerhead. <laughs> I'm a I little see bit, it. I'm a I little see bit it less, already. I'm less sadistic than that. But, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I have a good memory. So, uh, yeah, I, I remember when a lot of stuff came out. Um, DJ's just crazy. Right. <laughs> just a tad it's okay just a tad. i've always been like that too clearly but it's very creative you know when i look at y'all personal style um i see y'all very stylish and i see the retro feel like y'all can appreciate 
that retro look, um, that 90s, 80s um, feel of fashion. I feel like we created, my daughter liked to say, the 1900s. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you were born in the 1900s. Just the worst feeling in the world. But um, we created this style. That, that retro look that everybody is reacting and bringing back out. What happened? No, it's funny because there's this thing somebody posted. Like, there's like a meme or something where this... You know, they got, like, the caption line or the tagline, and then they show, like, the image, and somebody was like, yeah, I just realized that the fashion right now is was the fashion from, two, the like, the early 2000s. Come and, like, on. You just, no. re- you just, just realized, realized that. that. Like, just they realized They just that. realized, and they think they're doing something, we, we too. Do it, we do it generationally, though, and it's funny how that worked out, and they do it, like, I like guess, I guess the trend now is to, you know, kind of backtrack, but it's funny because right. we're going to run out of eras like very soon we're we gonna have are. to reinvent something because we are. I that say gap is catching thing. up yep. unless we go back further in time it. unless we go back to like 50s and flappers and go back to 70s stuff but you 70s see was it. kind of lit in like 70s the 90s 70s is one of my favorites yeah the 70s 70s, 70s I'm the disco right yeah so it is yeah it's bit, that's you know? it's back in but it's also like you know the early 2000s like late 90s style is like kind of what's commercialized like the style you see the the um they go with them like euphoria right mm. like that's that's all like oh, you super know, 90s yeah, yeah like sure. like 99 to like especially 01 the kind main of character like, Rue. yeah yeah mm. it's all like 99 to 01 style and aesthetic there and then that kind of like took off amongst the young crowd and that's what's being replicated the most right now um and you know when we were when i was in high school i should say like i graduated in 2010 and that's when like we were on the 80s shit you know what i'm saying come on that's when like you know, Drac, uh, the the artist that did those mashup pieces over there, that's that um, down in Maryland. Mm-hmm. He he was like the first um, kid in our school to like really go and get the high top fade, but like do it like how they really? was doing it back, like a real like Fresh Prince style, like Martin style. Oh, the designs he was and all that. Yeah, he, with it. yeah, yeah. Did he, he have was, the hair and yeah, everything? Yeah, yeah. He had the shit. He had the shit. His, it was it was it was proper. His shit was sharp. I'm not gonna lie. Um and. He, he was the first kind of kid in the school to do that, and he set that trend, and a lot of more people started doing that. And then the, uh, the 80s kids thing came about, and then they called it the 90s kids, but mm-hmm. then they were dressing like the 80s. I don't mm-hmm. really understand that. Mm-hmm. But anyways... Um, mm-hmm. 80s shoes is back in, too, because they got the, the Dragon it's, Ball Z New Balances that... It's starting to come back. You know, right. So much more too. money, because it's I'm, classic. I hope yeah. like we get the trend of, like... Like OG basketball shoes coming back mm. and getting appreciation. Not everybody jumping for Jordans, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. don't get me wrong. Like, you know, the retro shit is cool, but um, you know, we got like Bacon's and Sean Kemp's and you know, like three uh, different Pippins, Mad Penny. I would Yo, be cool y'all with so all that. Fashionable right? with it. I'm cool with that, but you know. <laughs> Know my shoe size. Yeah, them, you're, they, gonna, you're gonna struggle. They people like crazy. Size? People like you what are gonna struggle. I'm a, I'm a, I wear a 13 and a half. Oh lord. Yeah, this. They, yeah. Though, all lord. the shoes he named will look insane. Look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Shaq. <laughs> 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 
I can't wear Iversons already, yeah, which gonna, really hurts. They're gonna show you issues I can't wear Iversons. Show you issues with a, with a uh, rookie extension contract. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was funny when I when I had, uh, I told uh, Briar and Ivan like, yeah, I'm a 13 and a half double wide. They was like, you should come in trailer sizes. <laughs> 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 <I> was, <laughs> nah, nah, yeah, you you spend money, so <laughs> that's where y'all invest most of y'all money. On is y'all sneakers? Is the sneakers? And I see the t-shirt because I haven't seen a bunch of retro t-shirts. I'm seeing y'all, so y'all can't <laughs> deny it. So like the sneaker thing, um, I'll be the first to say like that's an absolute uh, like trauma response from not having enough growing up. Isn't it for yeah. all of us? Yeah, though? no, like it's, it's, it's all of us. yeah, it's absolutely yeah. like. But I mean like, and you know, somebody like that dresses like me or like you know. If I told you that I didn't own a pair of like name brand sneakers till I was like, I was fourteen. So yeah, I was like ahead. double digit like age, yeah. bro. Like I couldn't afford it. No, no, no. I right, saw so I had like New Balances I mean, and shit. I didn't. I never had. I didn't own a pair of Jordans till I bought them just myself. Got you. And I'm now not gonna I've never go. Owned Jordan. I'm not gonna go into complete detail, but. I couldn't even buy them at a certain point, <laughs> and and me and Jordan was uh, like, oh, nah. we was we was uh, busting we was busting moves to get our feet straight. You know what I'm saying? Like so, um, nothing illegal per se. You know what I'm saying? But we were we were outsmarting hey, hey, outsmarting man. individuals. Per to se get is our breaking sh- us back right now. <laughs> that was the error to be on that level. You're not the only one. That yeah, was the error to be we, on that we, level. We, we, we had we to work it out. And, and we couldn't, you know, we had to get it, but you know, um, so yeah, I, I didn't really get Jordans until like you know, far later in life. And I grew up as a skateboarder, so like for my nice. high school years, like I wasn't even interested in really wearing like basketball shoes like that. I, I mean, like from like ninth grade into 10th grade, I still was wearing basketball shoes and I still skated in basketball shoes and right. shit still. Like, I was the only kid that was skating in like Air Force Ones and Dunks and Jordan Ones, um, and the good stuff. Oh, like, nah, they would beat, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I just said, I didn't get these kicks until, like, later in life. So, like, right. they was already beat by the time I was skating in them. Um, so, most of these stuff was, like, hand-me-downs from my brother because we wore the same shoe size. Right. Which was weird. Six years apart, and I had the same shoe size as my brother. But um, right. it helped yeah. me through high school. It helped me through high school, for sure. <laughs> Kept yeah. your swag up yeah, through yeah. the process. Yeah, definitely. My, uh, my first, first pair of... Like cooler shoes was was dunks actually. Now that okay. I think about it, dunk yeah. lows they was like orange and green. Man, <laughs> reminiscing. This is a throwback actually. Yeah, it had to be like two thousand nine. Yeah, something like that. I was like fourteen years old. So before the like even like the the thrifted or like secondhand thing was like accepted. Like right. My mom's used to have a friend. That used to have. I remember we used to go to their crib sometimes. Nigga was never there, bro. Like never. <laughs> um, in Brooklyn, we used to pull up and shout out to Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn for sure. Um, love Brooklyn. Still home. Bro used to have like a line of just kicks, bro. Like mad different stuff, like. Remember that was a thing to do, like just line your sneakers up, like, just mm-hmm. look at them. But those were the ones just by the door, you know. Right. What I mean? He had like, crazy kit. This was like the probably one of the OG sneakerheads before it was even like, right a, a trend. Thing, you know yeah. What I'm like bro had mad kicks, and like it was to the point that like his mother, you know, what I'm saying who my mother was cool with, 
used to just like take his shits and like give them away or throw them away and shit like that. He didn't so, notice they were nah, like going? He, he didn't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like wow. they, were, they were like old at that point to him. So like, you know, we used to get dub zeros, Air Force Ones. Mm. Um, and these shits, like they were in good condition. They just like had a little bit of wear sometimes, maybe a little bit of creasing. You know what right. I'm saying? So like they were still brand new kicks to us. So he was like, yeah, like hell yeah. And we used to, um, we used to get a uh, fly with that shit. But that was like, that's but that was that was actually probably my first pair of Jordans right there, to be completely honest. Oh, At wow. that point, yeah, I was probably like fifteen. Now, I was the same age when I got my first pair of Jordans. Yeah, yeah. In Harlem, or not even just in Harlem, some people have this saying: um, "My worst gear is your best gear." Right. Mm-hmm. So, what does that mean to you? Like when y'all would get into y'all artist mode, and I remember we were doing the sip and paint here, and the guy had his robe on, and he <laughs> said, "This is my painted robe." Do y'all have any of that, like your shirt or a certain gear that motivates you, inspires you, and it may be fly to somebody else, but this is your paint gear, your inspiration gear. Do y'all have any of that? Um. Good luck. I sneakers or shirts? No, nah, I don't. I don't think I really have any like you know good luck attire. But I do have a painter, like a painting hoodie and a pair of painting pants. Really? And it's just like blue jeans, like super light blue blue jeans that just have paint all over them. Like Are I actually, comfortable? I will like a lot of the. Nah, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Is the not. paint that you already destroyed them or? Yeah, because like I would, I would be dumb sometimes and like go to the studio and be like, I'm not going to get paint on these pants right. and then I'll get paint on the pants. And then they just became my painter's pants. That happened a couple of times to me. Um, for some reason, I can wear whatever shoes when I'm painting though, because really? I never get, I never get paint on my shoes, but I always get paint on my pants and whatever shirt I'm wearing. And you use like a lot of paint, like you don't play with the paint. Oh yeah, I know it's crazy too, and it's fallen on the floor before, but I never <laughs> really not on those sneakers though. Yeah, no. So see, it's you're like, like an alcohol, you know, they can fall, but don't drop the wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> but That's yeah. you. I mean, the the pants are kind of like low key, like my paint rag. Like, a lot of the times, especially, like, when I'm trying to work a little faster, like, right. I'll just, because I work with a palette knife, so I'll just work with the palette knife, and then I'll just rub the pa- knife right on the pants, and right. then grab some more paint, do it, and then, so there's, like, so much paint on those pants. And it's funny because, like, people are like, oh, that's, those look cool. That look fl- like, that's you know what I mean? As you're so saying like, it, I'm sitting there like, that's a look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a look right there. Yeah, but. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I never even wear them mixed up when I'm painting, really. Wow. See, that I'm glad I asked you that because y'all artists. What about you? Um, for me, I guess like even when you're shooting and that's just comfortable. Yeah, I I I honestly have to say, um, my rookie of the year, Jordan ones. Like I brought those really? pretty much around the world with me, and um. Rookie of the year. That's a... Okay. Yeah. And it's crazy because those are like one of my favorite colorways and I made it a point to get those and I found a pair for like $350. Wow. And I bought them and I was hyped that I had them. And then um, I was like... I forgot. I think we were in LA or something and Mm -hmm. I was doing something. I just didn't switch my shoes out. And I ended up working in them for the day and was like, oh, these are really comfortable. And then I just kept working in them. But I beat them down. 
Oh man, I beat them down. They like nine hundred dollars for my size brand new right now. <laughs> I beat them. I beat them down, but I still love them. I still wear them. Uh, like you know, casually, like right. I wear them to get fly. They feel good. They're comfortable sneakers. I don't care if they beat. They still, you know, right. they're relics. I love them. That's funny too, because every time I like. HPAC tells me I need to like dress decent for an event that I'm shooting. I always wear like my shadows or something. <laughs> and then I get there and like when you do photography, like you're shooting an event, you like have to squat down sometimes. Creases. And then you're just like creasing your shoes. So yep. I'll be trying to squat flat footed. <laughs> <laughs> that that was also my reason and being so you know, it just gets weird sometimes. That, that was also my reason <laughs> being so because at that point I had like three pairs of ones that I was considering to do that with. That would have been my Royals, Blues, the Court Purples are those, and the Purples got like good leather, so I wasn't even thinking about that. Those are still in decent shape. The Blues leather is terrible, so I would have done it, but I didn't actually like working those now. Right. And um, yeah, I chose the rookies because they weren't leather at all. They were suede, so I had a better chance of, the toe box is leather, but nice. I had a better chance of like, um, you know, having those survive a longer time. But again, beat them down. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I, I was going to wear them yesterday, too. That's funny. Really? Yeah. Y'all looked nice yesterday. I was like, okay, I see the fashion. I see the t-shirts, the retro. I see it. I can pick up people, unique style. How would y'all describe your personal style? I can describe it, but I want to hear how y'all would describe it. Um, me personally, um, mine is definitely like, uh, comfortable, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> comfortable, but, uh, streetwear inspired and by streetwear inspired, I mean like, like OG streetwear, like okay. New York skateboard company, grassroots kind of stuff. Um, which is now high end. Yeah, to, to, today. Yeah, it's 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 definitely highly sought after. It's like a look for a lot of people. Right. You know, awake, supreme, and um. You know, even like Stussy out in London. That's not New York based, but you know, and then Palace right. out in London, and you know these um, those are like OG brands that have kind of taken over that space. And you got a lot of West Coast homegrown stuff. Um, I just heard that Undefeated is actually opening up a New York flagship. Really? Which is cool because I think the closest spot might be in Vegas, and that's dumb so far away. So. You gotta come um, to New York. This is a fashion capital. Is it already open? Or not? Undefeated? Yeah. It might have. I, I don't know. I think they just said that they were going to. I'm not sure if it did, though. Um, which, is, which is cool. Nice. How would you describe your fashion? Um... I'm not sure. At this point, it's definitely, like, as comfortable as possible. Mm. Um, most of the time, well, at this point, I wear foam runners every single day. Okay. Um, and the only time I won't wear foam runners is if I'm trying to dress as nice as possible, I guess. <laughs> and most of the time, I'll still wear foam runners. <laughs> So, so you like kinda... the Russell Simmons of art? No matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's his uniform. It's his uniform. It's his uniform. No matter yeah, what one. event he was going to, he had yeah. his platform. Yeah. What artists, rather that art form, photography, painting, music, what artists inspires you? Uh, like that you you feel you can relate to them 
And when it comes to you, whatever mood you're in, they get you. What artist is that? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's Kid Cudi. Um, okay. And it's, uh, I would say Kid Cudi has been that uh, that figure for me for a very long time now. Nice. Um, yeah, probably since I was about like 13 or 14. I mean, the music just spoke to me. Right. Um, and I feel like he's always had like a really cool like style and yes. it'll be like out there always. a lot of the time too. So, um, yeah, yeah. Like the music, the, the emotion in the music, um, you know, the topics in the music outside of the week. Cause right. you know, I had to stop cause I had an incident, but we could talk about that another time. And then, <laughs> I'm not stopping, but just go ahead. Just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and then um, a few others that in- inspire me for sure is like uh, uh, Kendrick. Um, oh, I love Kendrick. I, oh, I love yeah, no, I mean, mm-hmm. me too. He's like, I feel like when I when I listen to his music, a lot of the times I feel like we we probably like have that like like Mike said like psychotic earlier. Like I feel like we both had that type of weird <laughs> like doing too much kind of brain you know geniuses and uh that's how i feel about geniuses y'all, y'all brain go further than the norm and then um another one would probably be big crit and i, I like a lot of actually a lot of southern artists really um yeah i have a lot of love for southern music and southern artists i mean like like deeper south not um not like just mm-hmm. Atlanta, I guess, because that's feel like, why everybody do South yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I guess people talk about the South. They're like primarily talking about Atlanta, but right. you know, uh, shout out to like Tennessee and, and right. Mississippi and, and those places too. So yeah, and that's the type of that's your go-to playlist when you getting ready to get in your zone and painting. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly these days I probably throw on, throw on a lot of Makami too. Mm. Um, Haitian artist uh, under Griselda and them too, uh, nice. of course. Like uh, mainly like Benny and Conway. Wasagan can be a little bit annoying sometimes. <laughs> probably shouldn't say that on a podcast, but no, see, you know, he's he's super fly though, so he inspires see? me in that way. See? Like super, super, you know. And they had, merch game. they had probably my favorite show that, that I've been to. That show that we went to, that was yeah, really... Yeah, my feet really? was bleeding after. Yeah, we, we went and saw Griselda, like, <laughs> pre-pandemic days, too. Like, it was right before they shut everything down. Right. And probably um, right before they started uh, charging more for shows, too. I know. Um, so, it was like, what, $30? Yeah, it was actually really good. And good we, old days, and right? And they, they packed yeah. a bunch of special guests in there. Yeah. We saw Buster Rhymes perform. We saw Casanova before he went back Casanova. In. I forgot that he came yeah, out. Yeah, Smoke that's crazy. Smoke came out. Ran. Mayhem came out. Mayhem walked out with us. Like, like he walked out with the with the people that came to the show. Like, yeah. they didn't even exit backstage or nothing. Premier. Rose different. Alchemist was on stage. Premier came nice. out. Yeah. Um, Graf was on stage with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Um, I like fire. y'all artists and playlists that yeah. y'all got. I'm a weird person. I like all types of music. I'm a hip-hop head. Um, that's why I definitely love when I saw that you did the MF Doom. Mm-hmm. I'm such a fan I love Doom. of him. Yeah. yeah, I've been a fan of him, so I was definitely hurt when he left. You, what is the music and the artist that inspires you? Um, 
It, I think it kind of changes throughout really? time for sure. <laughs> oh, you said it? <laughs> um, oh, okay. Nah, 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 nah. That's a joke. Uh, but, but shout out to Riff Raff. Right? Y'all gonna put some respect on my dog name. He's been strong in this game for a long time. He put in his he, work. He, he, put in his, he put in his time. You know what I'm saying? He made a lot of money out of this. And y'all gonna nice. put some respect on his name. But, um, uh, nah, really, I say, um, like, uh, if I'm in a mode of like creating or like mm-hmm. if I'm sitting in front of the computer mm-hmm. for hours right. editing or something like that, I'll um I listen to a lot of these days uh, currency. Oh, I love currency. Like, I listen to a lot of currency. Every album. Yeah, like I listen to a lot of currency. It's really motivational music, and yeah, I think that um yeah he he really uh, delivers a message that could, could benefit people. You know what I'm saying? Like. Whether whether it's you know something that directly applies to you or not, it's always mm-hmm. kind of motivational in this message. It is. Um, so that's good. Like even in the morning, you can listen to his music. I don't like listening to rap in the morning time either. So like, uh, <laughs> <I do> <laughs> yeah. Now nah, I gotta put on some jazz or some soul or some sade or something in the morning. Y'all y'all be too tough for me. Y'all be too hard. Like, <laughs> working is so interesting. Y'all be having to get like try me, try With currency is very smooth, laid right. back. Even when his rhyming, you tell you got a like nice little split and right. he got his drink and he just relaxed yeah. in his zone living and his he best just be life. He's minding his business and making his money. Yeah. And also, like on a lesser known, you know, fact, he really is one of the most successful examples he underground, in, the, in, the, like, in the music industry that we have right now. Seriously. Um, yeah, like you know, bro was extremely successful, um, and, and he does a lot of ventures outside of music. So. And uh, that's why the industry, I think, respect him. Right. Like he's not trying to be down with anybody he's literally just doing him right so currency is definitely one of my favorites um yeah definitely shout out to currency um isaiah rashad is definitely like um yeah you know even with the scandal and all that still rock with my bro right he makes great music um and, and I thought about no, that. Uh, <laughs> we gonna, we gonna, uh, we 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 trying to receive funding for next year, so we right, gonna have right. to not not agree with that one uh, silently. Uh, <laughs> uh, nah, but um, nah, seriously though, yeah, Isaiah Rashad make great music. Um, right. All of his albums, in my opinion, were were great. Um, you know, cover to cover, like every every song included yeah. is listenable. Nice. Um, and I'm not shy about skipping music. So yeah, that's um. That's definitely an artist I, I like a lot. Um, I listen to a lot of. Um, I do listen to a lot of Sade for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's your favorite Sade? Um, I like um, probably "No Ordinary Love" is probably my favorite okay. song. Um, just just off the like you know, uh, kind of like dynamic build up that that has right. into the hook, and then like. It goes back into the subtlety and then comes back, and she's really passionate the whole way through with that. And um, you know, I still don't know if she's talking about drugs or not. But it's, <laughs> it's a great song. You going deep with it? It's a great song. You going deep with it? Okay. It's a great song. But yeah, uh, back to rap. You know, um, pretty much anybody that that has dropped something on ALC Records or made you know a alchemist related project in the past right. 10 years is who I, I really listen to the most and it's kind of based off of like irony because um a lot of those artists were making music with each other or ended mm-hmm. up making music through uh like chuck english production or or through like mac miller's production or a mac miller yeah. studio back in the day and 
all of those artists kind of ended up um, being the artists that I listen to primarily these days. And unfortunately, there is no more Mac Miller, but I was a fan of his as well. How do you feel, speaking of Mac Miller, like all the artists that are leaving here so short, um, how do, do y'all think y'all ever going to like create something where you can tap into that? Like the, the pain that hip hop experienced. You know, I've looked at some of your painting and you have the Rolls Royce and somebody's doing drive-by shooting and I can see your art is inspired by lyrics that you heard. How do you feel about the era today, what hip-hop is today, and would you continue to put that in your art and express that in your art, where we are today? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a like huge driving force of uh a few of my pieces are like pulled directly from lyrics um you know a lot of the times uh, it's like i was saying at the artist at my at the artist talk that we did um like when i'm listening to music it's like uh it's honestly like i'm just like watching a movie in my head right as i'm listening to the song so as soon as i like get some really really nice imagery in my in my mind from like the lyrics that i'm hearing um then I just pull that sketch it to my sketch pad and like just write write down notes because I really really hate forgetting painting ideas like that is like my worst nightmare um I can forget my shopping list and like rap lyrics that I create myself but like if I forget a painting idea it's like oh oh, y'all rhyme y'all freestyle DJ let me uh-oh. I'm backtrack. Uh-oh. I'm backtrack. We got, no. That's off the record. No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Please share. The artist. So you freestyle too? Uh, I definitely don't freestyle. But no, you no, write no. rhymes? I, I write though. I write. And uh, now I'm going to have to drop a song before this yeah. comes out. So that, you have to. You know. You have to. <laughs> nah. I'll release part of you to a listening party here. <laughs> For sure. Yep. You know. Um, I, I, I rap a little bit. And you know. Nice. It's uh. I mean, I've kind of always written, though, I mean, I guess. But uh, I got a lot better once I started to study music more. I, like, right. print out a lot of lyric lyric sheets and just, like, go through and study the music. But, um, uh, yeah, I can't remember where, like, where was I? Your art. Right. Yes, the lyrics. As far as yeah. hip-hop and the era we're in today, how mm-hmm. it affects your art. Because... Yeah. You remind me of Kanye West when I look at how you can even highlight the music and then you see it from an art form. Mm -hmm. That's just the creative mind in you. How often do you do that? Or how does that play? Like, are you always seeing it? Like, what is going on in your artistic (laughs) mind? I want to digest your mind. I mean, I definitely am always seeing it. Um, It kind of plays into... Mike and I earlier were talking about like movies and TV shows and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I think I feel like I would be a really good actor but I feel like I also might be like that actor that like just dies when like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Why? What was got the guy from the Joker? Because that's how I would get into it. How deep? Yeah, because like I get I, you. Like just from I totally me watching get you. movies like if uh-huh. I watch a movie and then I go to the bathroom I, it's like so jarring for me. No, me too. To where, because I'm like, where I was did you just get there. that from? Though, 
was that because see my mother from the time I was young we would go to the movie theater mm-hmm. every time after the movie theater she would ask me what did I get out of the movie mm-hmm. so now I'm analyzing mm-hmm. every detail even if that's not what they wanted me to focus on yeah mm-hmm. I'm going so deep and how far they could go like is that the same thing with you it might be because I, I I'm not 100 percent sure. I mean, we, me and my mom used to go to the movies all the time for sure. Um, back See? before, back when they still had a movie theater in Monticello, um, those were the good days. Right? Wasn't there? There's one in Liberty too, wasn't there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah and I that it's crazy because the yeah, the Rugrats movie was out with the scratch and sniff, and I was trying to do the scratch and sniff, but my mom didn't want to take me to McDonald's. <laughs> no shade, mom, if you ever hear this. But it was it wasn't it wasn't until we were in the middle of the movie and the scratch and sniff popped up on the screen and I was like, see that's why I wanted to go to McDonald's <laughs> and she was like, boy, you should have told me that like <laughs> and I was like, well, my bad, I I thought it was kind of like implied, but like you know what I mean? Because um, she got you. <laughs> yeah, nah, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like as far back as I can remember. A lot of the times, I'll even like feel like if I especially with tv series like I'll be feeling like I pick up on like the mannerisms and stuff from the characters and like start replicating that in real life and I have to like tell myself to stop (laughs) so it's just like really like weird and that's why I'm like yeah I could never be an actor but I feel like it's kind of like almost the same thing with music and then creating my paintings is that I like feel like I really really get immersed in different art forms and then That, like, really allows me to, like, uh, inform my artwork a lot easier, I feel like, because I'm already so immersed in whatever the inspiration is that it, like, flows pretty freely um, from my head when I go to transition it into, like, you know, into the physical realm. Um, Right. So it's kind of, like... Yeah, I don't know if that answered. No, it did. But, you know. It did. And it reminded me of my person, like... That's how, because I do the same thing when I look at movies and pick up the fashion. Mm-hmm. And I can, like, I would love, what is the one with Al Pacino? And he was so in love with Michelle Pfeiffer. What's the name of that movie? Oh, you might know this. I'm Come on, sure. y'all know it. Because, no, not Not God. Good, no, it's not Goodfellas, which was another good one. But looking at the fashion and the era, I always just, like, capture it. That's why I'm a 70s fashion baby so I look at that what what fashion or hip hop is what the question was what do what what are you inspired by right now as far as the era in hip hop and when you're capturing those shots like what are you Um, feeling so that you can reflect what's going on today because our art no matter what it always reflects the time Mm-hmm. What we're going through, where we at, and how would you describe your art? Describing the era we in right now, it's hip hop. The art is dying. Well, what would the shot look like, or you would be inspired to do? Um. So it's a little bit tough. So for me, um, like I think. Uh, all right. So for me, <laughs> my my work kind of I think ties in the representation of, um, you know, what I'm saying people that belong to that culture right. that don't necessarily exist in those areas. Nice. So, okay. 
that's like me and DJ were having this conversation like I think last week around the opening and stuff where it's like um, you know regardless of where we were and this is why like our culture is so powerful Mm -hmm. because you can meet somebody that is you know like DJ like we said of likeness you know somebody that that was wearing sneakers that I like and um, I can you know tell that story time there was a time where I I actually just a bit of a tangent I was supposed to go see uh, Guru DJ in Brooklyn one night JG's engineer we kind of have like a sort of like a, a you know, back and forth social media relationship, you know what I'm saying, where we, we've been connected for a little while mm-hmm. now. And um, I had arranged to go see him. He's like, pull up, you know what I'm saying. I get on the bus, because I wasn't driving at the time. I get right. on the bus. I get down to Port Authority. Um, and, you know, as soon as you leave the the, the bus, you can go downstairs and, and you know, they got the... Um, Dwayne Reed right there. Right. So I go into the Dwayne Reed and you know it's annoying as hell. Like all the drinks is in the front, all the registers in the back. Mm-hmm. I'm thirsty as hell. I gotta go all the way through the <laughs> store. I gotta wait online. I get up to the front. I go to pay. I can't find my wallet. No wallet. Not in my pockets, not in my bag. I left my wallet on the counter at the bus station when I bought my ticket. No. So I was like You just made my stomach. I was like, so I got two chance I got I got one choice here. I had I think um like ten dollars. So I could have just got myself the Metro card, went into Brooklyn, saw the show, enjoyed myself, went to my brother's house in Brooklyn, and then figured out how to get home the next day. But I had way too much anxiety at the time. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, I need to get my shit now. Like, there's money in that wallet still. Like, it was closed and shit, but like still, I just had, my thing is like, figure it out. Like, my whole, that's my, I go into survival mode, it's like, figure it out. So, I'm looking around. I'm asking everybody that walks in a 10-foot proximity of me that's wearing a business suit, looks like they just came from Wall Street. I'm like, yo, I'm not one of those dudes that dance to get money for training. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I just, I'm trying to, I'm, I, I don't have my wallet. I have a lot of money in my bank account. I can cash app it to you if you can just give me the cash. Okay, so you sound like you're from Harlem. So niggas is just like, you, I know, I already know it sounds bad. <laughs> I just know it sounds bad. I already bad. give you a look it like, It sounds word. dumb bad. Like, it just sounds bad. And you import authority of all places with this story. Like, <laughs> like it sounds really bad. So, you know, I was just taking L after L. Like, ain't nobody trying to fuck with me. I find a, the first nigga with Jordan 1s. Light-skinned dude, man. I'm like, wow. Let's, good brother, man. Like. Listen here, man. Look at me. I was wearing human races. I think I had on like a, a Supreme jersey or some shit. I'm like, look, so look, look at me. So you knew you wasn't homeless. So it was the style that saved Look at me, all right? I'm not one of them niggas, bro. <laughs> I need to get home. I live two hours away. Bro fucked around and was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to fuck around and help you out. You dead ass look like, you know what I'm saying? So he hit me off with the cash. Cash staffed him right in the spot. He didn't walk away till he got his money. Everything was cool. <laughs> you know, I got on the bus and he was actually a real dude. He was like, yo, take my number and hit me up when you get home, bro. Like, make sure that you know um, that I know that you were safe. And I'm like, for sure, bro. And I hit him up and I'm going to go back in my cash app records and see if it still got his um, information. I'm going to send him wow. some money for sure. Wow. Yeah. You see how fashion yeah, is yeah. so powerful. But like that, that's that's the, the point art. I was making. Like you know, we all exist in this culture. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's something as small as that that can lead a stranger to helping a stranger. 
And that's our culture, you know what I'm yes. saying? That's what we built. So, and that's just an example of New York. Like, I've been in California and, you know, was cool with somebody because, you know, I got off the, the plane in Bahamas and I'm I'm wearing a, um, my Denim Tears jacket, the, the Tremaine Henry shit. And he's like, Denim Tears, y'all, fuck with it. Like, the, the little kid that's working um, the bags in the Bahamas and shit. I'm like, yo, that's, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, we built that culture. Yeah. So, I think it's important to let, you know what I'm saying, our brothers and sisters in inner cities and metropolitan areas know that that culture exists in these small pocket areas, these places, right. these small towns. And, and you know, we all watch the same episodes of Martin growing up. We Come all watch on. the same episodes of Fresh Prince. Come you know what I'm saying? If we old enough, we, we and all had a crush on... We all had a crush on Khadijah if we old enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's really like, you know, we... Oh, so, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, you know, we, we, we all come from a, a very specific, you know, lineage right. and culture, especially if we come from our generation and further up. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like... We experienced the same things and we felt the same ways when certain news stories came on, you know? So, it's like, that's more powerful than anything else. And I think that that... That's kind of what I try to bridge, like, through um, my work. And that's, like, uh, you know, our culture is hip-hop culture. You know, black culture is, you know, fashion culture and streetwear culture. It's all of that. You know, um, skateboarding was always, you know, uh, something that was cherished or loved in America, especially out in the West. But it didn't really come out to the East to, like, the 80s, 90s. And it didn't get prominent to, like, the 90s and the East. And it was through like hip hop inspired yeah. brands like Zoo York and Supreme, um, you know, uh, Five Borough, mm-hmm. and, and and the brands from New York with you know the dudes that skated in baggy clothes and fitted yep. and shit, you know, LRG and all that. Like those those dudes wow. are like those are the guys that kind of shaped East Coast skating mm-hmm. to me. So um, you know, it was always hip hop inspired. Everything I kind of immersed myself in. I like that we're dealing with 50 years of hip-hop anniversary right now. And if there was a hip-hop artist that you can do a portrait on, shoot, capture, like that's just your ideal, iconic artist, who would it be? Hmm. I mean, for me personally, like if I could photograph someone... Oh no! See, right. Go so, ahead. I was gonna say Cuddy again, mm-hmm. but really, it's Andre Three Thousand. <gasps> That's a good one. Yeah, you, you, That's a good one. I would double it with like who I would want to like chill with at the same time. Like somebody okay. I'd want to like be around, or an artist that I think I would be able to tolerate or like spend a day with. Aside from that, um, excuse me, Three Thousand is a good one. That's like yeah. when Very I was listening savage. to when I was listening to his. Um, Rick Rubin interview. I was like, I really wish I can have a conversation with this dude, right? like an actual conversation. But um, for me, um, I think it might be Absol. Really? Yeah, I think I Why? would like to photograph Absol probably the most, uh, based off of first off um his um his story kind of uh his life story kind of left him with a lot of um like physical 
ailments or mm-hmm. impurities, whatever, what have you, what, however you would choose to, to say deformities, whatever. Right. He has um, scarification on his mm-hmm. lips and, you know, his eyes uh, can't take a lot of light. Um, he has he very interesting features, them. you know what I'm saying? Um, and his tattoos are also very interesting and they tell stories. So, like, I think I would like to photograph Absol for sure. And he's just, you know, he's always been an interesting dude to me, for sure. Nice. What literature would you recommend to the up-and-coming artists right now that they know they could come to the Black Library and discover or just have a moment to just read and sit back and definitely be inspired, tap into their spirits? What literature would that be? Um, I would say most of the, the photography books, um... I mean, we have the whole, like, Chris Graves Projects collection, uh, and, like, I think a lot of that is really inspiring work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the painting books we have, I mean, we have uh, Noah, Noah Davis, uh, Carrie James Marshall. We have mm. a lot of Gordon Parks photography books. Mm. Um, and then, you know, we have, like, a lot of, like, hip-hop photo books right that are like really really cool um like super interesting right and i feel like that would be like super inspiring for people to see um and then um we have the come up here which is that like mm-hmm. uh, oral history of, of hip-hop right um jonathan abrams yeah the author for that book um he came up and did a collaborative Kind of like event, immersive event with us for a mm-hmm. festival. So really? Early in the summer, yeah. yeah. It was cool. Yeah, no, it was really, really nice dope. dope too. Nice. Yeah, and I think he he interviewed like six hundred people. I think he said six hundred like hip hop artists. Or people, oh, I'm inspired. In industry, yeah. I'm inspired. He used to be um, a journalist, I believe. For what did he say? He worked for the Times or um, I can't remember. It was either the Times or. The Post. I think it was the Times, though. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not 100% <laughs> Um, But yeah, he's doing his own thing down south now. He just wrote that book, and it's been pretty successful. Um, in Do you think y'all want to invite him here to the Black Library? We would love to have him back up here. We don't know what that takes, and it yeah. seemed like he was in a rush to get out of here when he was here, but <laughs> we're going to figure here. it out. Yeah, we're going to figure it out, um, yeah. for sure. Uh, and, you know, his you know, good friend, person that he did that thing with uh, is actually more closely rooted in the area. So maybe we get to sit down with him and figure that out. Right. Um, Who would be your favorite artist or literature that you would recommend? Um, I think, honestly, for any, like, young person mm-hmm. in Monticello specifically or, like, really any young person in general um, right. that grows up um the way i did um i wish i would have read this book a little bit earlier and had a little bit more of an understanding but um the autobiography of malcolm x Mm. because the amount of like little real life nuances that Mm -hmm. are in that book i think is amazing like just him describing life and um you know places like harlem and and, in detroit and chicago when he you know kind of triangulated those places in the east um 
you know, just describing life during those times, you know, right. him growing up under pimps and, and trying to, like, you know, get as much street game and knowledge as possible before right. he found Islam and him going to jail and being in and out of jail a couple times. Um, I believe he escaped uh, prison really? once. <laughs> yeah, like, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think I might be getting that mixed up with... Um, with Pimp and Iceberg Slim, because Iceberg escaped twice, and I read those books closely together. Wow. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if um, if Malcolm escaped. I might be misquoting that, but you know, you know, he he has seen the inside of jail cells. You know, what I'm saying prior to finding a lot, and, and he's been through a bunch of tribulations in the street, and you know, um, even I think that that passage where he talks about. Um, getting that perm for the first time mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like that's one of like it's a very uh detailed and like powerful mm. piece of writing that really should and I, I don't know if that was his intention but should get like the average you know black person to question um their vanity or their role in, in, um, in life. yeah for sure or or their role in in how you display Aesthetics on behalf right. of your people, you know. Um, that's that was like a very powerful part to me for sure. That is deep. I like that. I like that a lot. I think I'm gonna read the book. Thank you. It's, it's very, it's a great read for sure. And you'll be surprised reading it through. Um, but yeah, it's a great read. Do you think you guys, because here at the Black Library, this is so major what y'all created that I know is new. It's, what, been a month that you've been officially opened? Uh, what, two weeks? Two, two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, see, I'm so dope. I got two weeks in. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been two weeks, and I'm like, this can't be limited. I think it's so dope that y'all built this for y'all community, but I just feel like this can't be limited to just Monticello. Do y'all ever think that y'all will want to take it to another city? Worldwide, I, mean, I would I would love for it to be worldwide eventually. For sure. Do you uh, see absolutely. that happening? Um, I mean, I I do in the in the like grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. see it like expanding um, much further from here. Right. Um, you know, we just have to make sure that this is successful first. It will be, and then um, from there, I think you know, I feel like from the success of the project here in a very small village right. it will then expand to a second location mm-hmm. probably in a place that's similar to here but maybe a little bit bigger and probably you know keep expanding like that i mean the first what three days i think it was like yeah, first like three days first yeah of us announcing that we won the grant last july um someone from binghamton like just reached out to me and was like hey this is amazing how do we do that here in Binghamton and then that's what I'm saying you know I, at the time I'm like it's day it's what did a little Uzi verse say it's my th- I don't know it's my third day out here <laughs> 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 so, it's, only, it's only my third day out here <laughs> like you know uh, what would be some of the cities y'all would like to do I mean, I would like for for them over there in Binghamton to to you know have Harlem to fruition. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely Harlem. Harlem. You know, definitely. We would love this. This would be so perfect. 
in and Harlem. Y'all would have camera on and just be there every oh, day. Oh, come on, yeah. <laughs> it was, yes. It would just be there. <laughs> yeah, oh, we, my God. We, we got to see him perform a couple weeks ago, too. That was yeah. pretty dope. You um, did? Yeah, we went to the Killer Mike show at the Apollo. Okay. Yeah. Y'all was in Harlem. Fish yeah. Harlem. Another yeah, Southern that was, artist. That was Killer cool. Mike. But he is from Atlanta, though, so. Um, Not to say that, and that sounded negative. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, it did. What you got against Atlanta? <laughs> I don't have nothing against Atlanta. It's just that, like, you know, people like only consider that the South in hip hop. No, reason. I agree with it's, you. Like, kind of weird, but I agree with you. Um, you know, yeah, and there was also like the uh, those the podcasts that we did in Florida. They were like right. asking about the possibility of starting something like that down there and I'm like mm-hmm. we just trying to get our stuff off the ground first and you know I know but work this on is so time. major like yeah. this has never been done before and then it's good to when you see it from the outside but even me being here and getting the feel of it this is like home for so many age groups mm-hmm. like already within a short period mm-hmm. of time yeah this place just feels like this is a place that i can relax feel comfortable tapping into my creativity without being judged or looked at mm-hmm. and i just feel like so many kids and adults me i'm 44 and i'm realizing i need this like i needed this space just to even have a moment to paint, relax, connect with people. I'm not from this town. Everybody know each other. So that was like a nice little networking mm-hmm. way to connect with people here in the town. I feel like I'm going to always be a tourist here. Yeah. So this is just so beautiful. Then you have the art gallery. So now you feel like I'm an art person from the time my daughter was born. She was two weeks old and I took her to the Guggenheim because I'm just that type now. Yes, I was poor. So I knew all the free days <laughs> to go to the library. I mean, they, they, you shouldn't even have to put a monetary on, on that. I mean, a monetary value on that kind of experience. You know, right, you know, right. Education or, or uh, elevated, you know, sophisticated, educated experience shouldn't be like withheld to just people with money. You know, right, like, right. It's, and, and it's as something as simple as culture and history. It's not like it is. gatekeeping like the secrets of the universe. It's like, right. you know, something that somebody skillfully done or did with passion or, you know, the future in mind in some cases. So it's like, why withhold that from people? It's a really right. great thing. It is. And that was, that was my way of being able to be surrounded mm-hmm. by art. When I first started styling, or wanting to start a business, it wasn't a trend. Now. Hey everyone, just wanted to interrupt really quick to see how everything is going. As you can see, this was such an amazing show. I am so appreciative to the Black Library, the owners of just doing this interview with me. It was such an honor to do this. Like, honestly, y'all, I loved it. I learned so much about them, the music they listen to, what creates, you know, their art and what motivates them, you know, all the different people that they work with. It was such a empowering, inspiring, motivating, rejuvenating moment for me. And I am so glad to be able to share with you. I'm going to let you go back to the show. I just want to step in, give a shout out to our sponsors at Epop Style Agency. Yes, Epop Style Agency. And I just want to say thank you for listening in and go back to the show. Okay, bye. 
could continue to hold y'all up too long, but y'all so intelligent, so creative, and talking to y'all is like talking to a best friend or something. I can relate <laughs> to y'all. Y'all on top of y'all fashion, y'all music, the art. Um, it was many different things I had to ask y'all because I could just pick y'all brains literally all day. Y'all so intelligent. And I'm just shocked that y'all did this. If you don't mind me asking, y'all don't have to say nothing. It's just like women. How old are y'all? I'm 27. I what? Think. Right? Yeah, 27. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to forget. It's like ever <laughs> since... Up there. Ever, ever since Soleil was born, I forgot what my age is. Babies do like, that. Uh, yeah. Babies do I'm that. Having count. I'm actually luckily at a year where I don't have to think about it much. I'm, I'm 30. Uh, nice. You, you finally get your yeah, dirty 30. Yes, man. <laughs> yes, man. I got a, I got a couple years. I'm turning ago. filthy. Uh, I like, get like it. Live like, it. Live it. I'm not even turning the age. I'm just turning filthy. <laughs> <laughs> man, Shiggy is crazy. But um, yeah, no, my my birthday's in about a month too. So nice. Um, yeah, What's your sign? Getting older, Libra. Oh, Libra, Libra, Libra. Yeah, it's, okay, it's one of the other. It's one of two things. Just it's either Ooh. you like us or you don't. I love y'all. <laughs> I, don't know. See, I love y'all. Knocked on the table four yeah, times. Yeah, that because you know, on my Libras, they are hustlers. Um, they go get it. Uh, we don't die easy. That's y'all just, don't. Yeah, that's just what it is. Um, y'all want maybe what y'all can't have. That's in the love department. Unfortunately, sometimes. Right? Okay. Or just realistically, can't. <laughs> just life, I just say life don't be set you up for us to do certain things. <laughs> life, life don't be set up to do certain things. But y'all want what y'all can have. Y'all very determined. Very determined. <laughs> oh, I love you, Tony, those are the type of energy I love being around because y'all hard workers, go getters. All of my leaders from hustlers, Harlem hustlers. So, I see it. I appreciate that. I see yeah. it. I see it. Yeah, What's your I, I like to embody that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Pisces. Oh! <laughs> uh, yeah. When's your birthday? Uh, February 5th. February 5th. February 5th. Oh, yeah. March 9th. Y'all, 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 y'all already like <laughs> See, see what I get you? <laughs> you see what I get you? I get you too because I, I rock to leave with you. Yeah, sure. See, we keep it in fuck. No, yeah. We, you go laugh at your mother. But we see. <laughs> <laughs> we are deep. It's a personal connection. It's a personal connection. Exactly. Yeah, that's all it is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I like that. No, that's, that's, that's cool. That's cool. You see? That's probably why, yeah, you, you got good energy and you, you fit Thank well you. here. Thank apparently you. Apparently, Pisces and Libras fit well. We are right. I have the think Cam is a Gemini, too. We were talking about that. Oh, God. Yeah, man, My mother's a Gemini. Father's a Virgo. Husband's a Pisces, too. But one of my closest friends, Shawanda and Nicola, shout out to them. Shawanda just lost her oh. from breast cancer, Libra, October 13th. Yeah. Oh, the 13th? Yeah. That's my cousin's birthday, too. Oh, my God. But they were hustlers, like hard workers, dedicated, loyal to the T. When I say y'all too damn loyal at times. Unfortunately, yeah. That, that we are too. Hurts. <laughs> but I think people, we got two sides. And they be shocked when I side. Like, there's heaven with me, and then there's hell. Yeah. But there's no earth. Yeah, y'all don't got middle ground. We don't do yeah, middle ground. That's extreme. I'm one extreme, one yeah. yeah. That's very true. It's <laughs> yeah. very true about it's me, for sure. One extreme, one don't And it don't it. take anything at all. Like, <laughs> somebody could just, like, say the wrong word. In and you're like, what? And I'm just like, 
That's me. That is That's me. It. But the sweetest person in the world. <laughs> we are the sweetest person. My mother said, I can't say it about myself, but we are the sweetest person in the world. Just don't take advantage of us or try us, and we'll switch. Yeah. yeah, so you get me, right? You get me too, because I get y'all. Yeah, I get y'all. Y'all don't fuck. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good thing. So this is a um, good combination. I'm glad that y'all connected with each other because y'all created something so powerful. Where do y'all see yourself in the next five years? Rather, it's the Black Library or your art. Where do you want to see it? We don't have control. Only God has that, but... What is your goal? I mean, the the goal is just always upward trajectory for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like ever since I kind of, uh, you know, let life flow as it is, that's all that there's been is upward trajectory. So nice. That's what you have to do. So, nice. Yeah, that's what's worked for me. I mean, you know, like a lot of people say that you have to like, you know, force force things to happen and like just like go 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 and Mm -hmm. just like like blitz forward but i found that for me i just you know work on what i need to work on talk to who i need to talk to and then you know just let things happen as they will and that's just been like the ultimate key to success so far um so, you know, I think just continuing to let life flow and it's going to just elevate the project, elevate ourselves as people, as individuals, as well as artists. Um, right. And, uh, you know, I just see this project being, you know, ultimately successful and then our individual careers also, you know, being hugely successful as well um, right. in the next five years and beyond. So, yeah. I love it. You? Yeah, um, personally, I never did what well, I'd probably just started planning like, like to Friday, like five years ago, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Like I never, I used to wake up and if I was still breathing, then <laughs> I was good enough to, I was good enough to like do something for the day, you know nice. what I'm saying? And like, you know, slowly throughout time, I started adopting the concept that, you know, I should be working at my craft slowly every day, you know, um, right. Whether it be physically or studying or reading or just thinking about it, um, in theory, like mm-hmm. you know, so that's that's kind of what I'm focused on is really just progression. Like, I, again, if I'm still breathing and I can progress at doing something, then that's like what it is. Like, even with this project, it's so funny because these last like month has been like kind of a blur to us, and um, you know, we we walked into this space that Sunday before we literally uh six days before we opened and shit was everywhere and the floors <laughs> weren't done and we had six big black brothers in here helping Come us on. move shit around and yeah, it was just team. like um you know for a couple of hours you know and and then you know we came in the next day and it didn't look like we did much and we just <laughs> kept like we just kept coming in though you know we just kept moving shit like even if it didn't make sense at the time like just get it the fuck out of here you know (laughs) you know so um and that's just what it took and so like that on a macro level is kind of just how i've been living my life like just knowing that there is something in mind at the end but Mm -hmm. i just got to keep showing up and then doing little by little as you know time progresses that's just kind of how i live 
Time is a man-made construct anyway, so I don't really believe in that shit like that. <laughs> I agree with you. No, I do. Because you got to make the best out of the moment. You can't put too much into the future when you don't have control over it. Sure. You have control of the moment. And y'all did this. Y'all, y'all really rocked this whole space. The fact that you're saying floors and all of this was done and y'all created that within six days. Mm-hmm. Just dope. And you had to have strong team. Of people surrounded. Yeah, Who are the people that y'all lean on? Because see, I can already tell y'all go hard for y'all community <laughs> and other people. And sometimes y'all may not have it for yourself, but to make sure somebody else is good. Who is that for y'all? I know y'all mm. have that for each other. Mm. I can already tell. But besides having it for each other, because I can tell y'all probably don't want to put it on each other, because y'all always depend on each other. Who do y'all have that's y'all backbone and y'all support system when it gets stressed? Um, so I'll give my answer and you're free to give yours based <laughs> off of our own experiences. Like right. really what it comes down to though is, um, you know, DJ and I mainly did a lot of this ourselves, and wow. I am normally a very modest person and I don't blow smoke up my ass I like that. Tell. But... Uh, I'm not shy to let people know that this was really um, a huge effort based off of, you know, our own discretion and our own output of energy. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, um, the people at Hurleyville Performing Arts Center at HPAC was like a huge um, backbone, you know, from an administrative standpoint, just making sure our needs was met, um, you know, on like, the office level shit that, you know, wow. we don't even want to have to think about while we're trying to make something like this happen. So, you know, that was that was great to have that staff available to us, Tallberry and Elian and, and Amanda and Sean. Uh Sean's still Shout out to them. Yeah, they, they they're still doing a lot even with the space. You know, Amanda came in today and met with us. Sean does a lot of our media stuff. So um yeah, they, they, the staff over there has been great for sure. Nice. Um, aside from that, you know, uh, close mem- close personal members of the community to us, DJs related to everybody, um, <laughs> and a lot of his family in turn, and you know, is really close with like my family. Uh, right. My brother is close with quite a few of his cousins. So, um, you know, these are the people that we leaned on. Um, you know, my one of my best friends from first grade is who I contacted to do the painting in this space. And, wow. Uh, you know, he started doing the floors. Not going to get into all of that, but he couldn't finish it. And um, the person that came in to finish it was, you know, one of my best friends from high school, uh, my homie Sal, that I grew up skating with. And, you know, so it was a lot of like, you know, like Your village, like uh, Slumdog Millionaire shit, like <laughs> like just like all of these like experiences from my my youth ended up right. coming back to to really help you know what I'm saying put this shit together. But you know, uh, again, I'm gonna reiterate like a lot of this infrastructure and foundation was done based off of like DJ's hard work and you know the wow. work that that I put in and and what HVAC was able to facilitate. Um, yeah, we did. I'm actually really impressed with the amount of work that we put in this last year. Uh, we really adulted. Adulted. Shook, <laughs> shook a lot of babies and kissed a lot of hands. And, nice. um, you know, uh, we we ended up kind of creating 
this space where um, I think that, uh, you know, the people that really make decisions in this area, like the village or the assembly people and Congress people are forced to now look at us, you know, as this collective right. are forced to now look at what the arts do and can inspire in this area and, and you know, the possibilities of it being like a real uh, foundation for rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. Here. You know what I'm saying? We tried everything from uh, hotels to casinos to bring this place back to life and it didn't seem like anything has worked um, tremendously thus far or like in a manner that's really going to be fruitful for our village. So hopefully the community can can do it and stop waiting and helping i mean stop waiting for people to come in and help us that's right um yeah i'm sorry i was a little long-winded but no that's what i wanted i wanted that breakdown because that's what's important you had a village of a lot of people to believe in y'all and show support everybody really want to see y'all win and it's a beautiful thing to be surrounded by that mm-hmm. who's your support I don't know if I can add much to what he just said. I mean, like, <laughs> boy, you better say something. You better. You said all the words. There's no more words left, really. No, but I mean, like, you know, of course, everybody that that Mike just mentioned, um, and then, um, you know, of course, Sam and and Soleil was my my girlfriend and my daughter. Beautiful. Um, you know. She let me in even when they had the clothes on. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, like, she's been a huge support. And, you know, a lot of the times I'll be, you know, feeling bad because I'm like, you know, working so hard on the project and, like, especially the last, like, two or three weeks, you know. She's I'm so sorry, you gonna make me cry. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm saying you had to because even to see her there, your mom there, your brother there, your baby there, like this is something mm-hmm. that when she gets older, she was a part of. Yeah, this was like her big brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just think it's so beautiful that y'all had each other and, and you had that support system. Mm-hmm. Your mom. Everybody, y'all are loved, y'all are appreciated in this community, and I hope that y'all really know that and embrace that. Anything y'all need from me, you got it. Like anything, I don't care, you just need me to stand at the door and just watch people <laughs> or just let, let me know. And I'm there because I really do want to see y'all win. I know y'all gonna be so successful past five years with this. Um, I see y'all coming to Harlem. If you need a space, let oh, me know. Yeah, sure, um, but I even want my people in Harlem to see this. That's why I even attach DAP to this. Because I was like, when I first came and I saw a DAP book, I'm like, oh, they official. <laughs> they official. <laughs> they got Harlem. Well, and I saw another Harlem book. So I just felt like this is home. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like this was something different. or I wasn't invited. I felt so welcome. And that's what y'all, that's the space y'all created. Right. Yeah. So I want to thank y'all. I appreciate this so much. This was like interviewing Russell Simmons and Diddy for me. <laughs> I'm no, I'm serious. I'm so appreciative. That. Y'all are icons to what y'all did because y'all started it. Nobody is coming behind y'all going to get the credit. Y'all are the official segues into this new world of dope literature and dope young artists. And I'm proud of y'all. Thank you.
So I want to say thank you and thank you for joining us at Fashion Let's Talk Podcast. So y'all want to give a shout out. Let them everybody know how they can get information from y'all or come to the events. I'll be there. Trust. Um. Yeah, <laughs> nah. I mean, uh, everybody can, you know, keep up to date with us at theblacklibrarync.com. Um, our Instagram is theblacklibrarync.com. Um, as well as our Facebook. Um, and, you know, we got a lot of dope events coming up that I have to pull up my calendar for. Yes. Um, so September 14th is when we're starting to do open mics uh, nice. every two weeks, basically. So every second and fourth Thursday is open mic night. Mm-hmm. Um, every third Wednesday is paint and sip night. I will be there. That's- um, I'm coming to open mic night, too. I can't oh. sing, but I can. Yeah, oh, no, no, yeah open open so... mic has been fire. Really? Yeah, yeah, open mic dope. has been fire. Yeah, a lot, a huge turnout for open mic, and uh, a lot of people perform too. So. Yeah. Oh my it's... god! Did y'all document it? Get recorded? Oh yeah. We did. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got recordings, pictures. Um, I mean, you were at. I wasn't at the paint and sip. I don't think. Right? I wasn't no, there. You weren't there. Yeah, Your I was. Family I was, was. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they um. It seemed like a big turnout for yeah, it, the was, the it was. It was. I felt nice. We had a great vibe in there. Good yep. ambiance. Um, mm. So we're doing that every month as well now. Yep. So that's the twentieth of September. September nineteenth is um, our resume building and coaching workshop. So nice. people can come. You know, um, do a workshop with Amanda Ward, who's going to help people. You know, learn how to build out their resume and. Uh, you know, she's offering like one-on-one help also beyond that, nice. um, which is incredible. Uh, September 30th is our first live show, which is with uh, Niaja Chanel. So Uh-oh. that'll be our first live performance um, nice. in the space. Uh, I mean, outside of the open mics, you know, um, and that'll be more of like a intimate, like, think like tiny desk style, just Ooh. like very, you know, small, intimate um kind of setting right you know singing to a very small crowd um i think those are the best types of shows mm-hmm. you know what I always because mm. you could connect with people mm. more. exactly yeah so that'll be that um and then you know just continuing open mics we're looking at doing a, a smash brothers tournament um in october What's that? Once again, I'm going to have to call on Mike for this. What's that, Smash Mike? Um, uh, it's like a Nintendo like it's fighting a, game with all the Nintendo characters. It's a yes. tournament? Like, y'all doing a game? Into- oh, yeah. you know, I did a tournament one time. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't play, but I sponsored it. Mm-hmm. And it was a bunch of TVs, and everybody had their little booth, and they played video games. Do I know what I'm doing? No. <laughs> no. But I love the whole sport of it and everybody coming together mm-hmm. what else um and you know we'll probably eventually have a 2k tournament but you know Uh-oh. we, gotta we might need our security. guys that you know is moving all the big <laughs> yeah, furniture we gotta, we gotta get the not the not effing around crew in here for the um, 2k tournament yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, y'all ain't gonna come in here and shut us down yeah. Yeah. y'all ain't gonna get us shut down take yeah, it back no. to the couch for that uh, <laughs> I love that um but also shout out to uh Yasmin Ali and Amber. Um, okay. I'm not gonna go into detail, but they have go into detail. Great helps on that. Um, that is our uh, web designer and our nice uh, creative genius. Yeah. So um, Yasmin did our our branding package. 
and uh, Amber does our social media. So. She yeah. does amazing too. Yeah. It make you want to interact with everything that y'all got going on. Mm-hmm. So shout out to everybody who's part of your team that's doing their thing because they they're doing an amazing job, amazing job, and y'all should just be proud of yourself. Appreciate it. Thank you, know. you. Thank you. Thank you. And this is just you know this is this is level one. This is stage one. Mm-hmm. We're still at you know ground zero for this, and yes. it's gonna it's gonna get bigger and better throughout time. And, you know, um, we're looking forward to that part of it too. Yes, we have to do a roundtable. Oh, Let's for definitely sure. try to schedule that when it's convenient because I just want more creative geniuses like you guys mm-hmm. to just be surrounded. We all just talk like this. Yeah, we were talking about um, you know putting together a panel like right before you came in and things like that. So yeah, we we definitely want to do that. We Please. love to schedule that. You know, I would maybe love we can that. get it as early as next month or something. That's something perfect. Soon. That's mm-hmm. perfect. Let me know anything y'all need me to bring yeah. or anything. Would y'all be doing any book clubs? Yep. Yeah, we're um we're kind of working through the details behind that right now too. We have a few mm-hmm. books that are you know. Uh, we have enough copies to run something like that, but um, okay. yeah, that's um, that's going to be coming soon too. More information on that. I'm mm-hmm. so excited, y'all. <laughs> I'm serious. Like this place is everything to me, and I just Thank needed you. to capture how dope y'all was, and I wanted people to feel y'all. Cause sometimes when you create something so big like this, it could be intimidating, mm-hmm. and people don't know how to approach you. And I wanted them to hear just how humble and modest, and just intelligent and so down to earth you guys are so people can feel even more comfortable just walking in the door like hi i'm here and i i have a camera when y'all said y'all y'all petty moment (laughs) not gonna lie i I embrace that still don't really know how to work a camera like that but i did invest in the camera because i'm like fuck that i got my own shit i don't need nobody we're putting together a workshop i would love that yeah, so I know what the hell right. I'm doing. Yeah, you're real right. You ain't yeah. even gonna need either of us after a while. Yeah. That's my boy. I can't wait. Self-sustainability. That's what yes. we want. We yes. want to develop people, develop artists, and you know, um, we want everybody to find their place in, you know, what I'm saying this world, this this workforce, right. this industry, mm-hmm. whatever you choose to embark in, because uh, you know there's a lot of money out there, and a lot of it should it be is. for us too. And there's yeah. so many artists trying to get on your level. Like, you working with Shonda Rhimes on AD <laughs> Magazine. Like, these are you big know, things that y'all calmly just be like, la, 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 la. It's <laughs> a normal day in my hood. But no, this is big. So, I appreciate y'all. Thank I thank y'all. Thank, thank you, you so much. You. And everyone, thank you. Look out for the Black Library and all that they have coming up. And I appreciate y'all, and have a good night, y'all. Enjoy.